0: Join us as our free diving journey takes us all around Norway in a quest for food and adventure. Discover with us why Norway is regarded as one of the best spearfishing and travel destinations in the world. This is Just Add Water, Spearfishing Norway, the podcast remedy for your lungs.
1: Okay, Uriam. Yeah. Yes, we're back. We Um, are back. Spring is in the air.
2: Uh, they say so. Yeah, it is. But S- still uh, snowing.
1: It's still snowing. It's still icy. It's still like, I don't know, you're going to break a hip or something. Yeah, but the
2: weather is nice. Yeah, but the weather it's is nice. It's
1: sunny. It's sunny. It's, uh, it's uh, blue skies. Yeah. Uh, but a bit cold, a bit nippy. A bit nippy yeah. in Wh- morning. What movie, what movie? A
2: bit nippy. Yeah. Never heard of it.
1: Never heard of it? No. You know the bubbling, uh you know the king... Kingpin? Kingpin? Yes. I've never seen it. Oh, it's a bit nippy. Bowling. <laughs> I I I always hear you say, oh, no, even it's a bit nippy, or is it a bit nippy? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh, well, anyhow, uh, welcome to yet another episode of uh, Just Add Water. Yep. Uh, today, we're going uh, overseas, over the pond, over the pond. Yes, yes, pond. That's more like English. Yeah, that's, that's British. What the
2: British. British. are yes. going to the US.
1: Yeah, we're going to the US um, because in May. There's something happening. In May so soon. Yeah, it's in oh, really? like uh, it's 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 uh, sixteen to 20th. 16th, sixteenth. 16th? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, and we're That's going not far
2: away. It's like one and a half months.
1: Yeah, but listen to this. Uh, it's going to be a spearfishing competition. Yeah. In the middle of a desert.
2: So a uh, shooting sand. Yeah. No. Lizards. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you call the birds?
1: Uh. The birds? Yeah, the, the, the birds and the, the bees. The
2: circling birds. So uh, oh, the vultures? <laughs> the <birds are> vultures. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And vultures. Yes. Uh, no, we go- a, there's, a, there's a lake in the, in the middle of the desert.
1: There's a lake. There's a big lake, and it's uh, uh, running th- past that lake. It's the river, um, uh, what's its name? Colorado River that runs through the Grand Canyon not all good. the way down to Mexico. Really? Yes, I think so. Okay, uh, if you say, do, it. do you do you know what's the world's longest uh, river?
2: Uh, there, uh, there's, uh, there's been a, a bit of fighting uh, Mississippi and uh, Nile. The River Nile. The River Nile. It's the
1: River Nile, yes. and uh, a, a, they say that uh, they are not sure where the origin of that river is from.
2: The Nile. Yeah, it's the Lake of Victoria.
1: No, I, 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 they are not I've sure. Been there, but today in the dreams. But today we're going to another lake. Yeah, in the U.S., uh, there's going to be a World uh, Fresh. What's it called? World Freshwater Spearfishing Championship.
2: Yeah. It's like like this is the world, but last year we were in Finland. Yeah. We were European.
1: It was European. And there we met three guys. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike, and Kenny. Mike, Mike, Kenny. Mike it's, Kenny. It, it sounds like a South Park episode. Yeah. It is. Yeah, maybe. It could be. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a bad parody. Uh, we are going to talk to them. Uh, they are um, hosting the yeah, yeah. event. They're the... Um and we have some questions for yeah. them yeah. so let's
2: uh, let's have a chat and uh, and uh um yeah i'm curious how, uh, yes. how this is going to yes uh, to
1: uh you can visit us on facebook uh there we're going to post pictures and uh, episodes new episodes and stuff like that and just at water.no um you're going to find every episode there as well uh links to the norwegian episodes if you want to learn norwegian
2: who knows and if you want to search on
1: spotify you can search at uh for Spearfishing Norway. Spearfishing
0: Norway. Yes, yeah. spare fishing Norway. You'll find us there. So
1: uh, let's uh, end this now and talk to Mike, Mike and Kenny. Goodbye.
0: Yes. You are listening to Just <laughs> Add Water, Spearfishing Norway.
1: Okay, okay, okay. And you see, um, mic number uh, three is a little bit low. There you are. Hello, guys.
2: Welcome. Oh, hey. Hello. Welcome Hello. to our podcast.
1: Welcome it's to Yes, welcome from uh, sunny Norway uh, to uh, how's the weather over to you now?
3: It's rainy and cold, snowy and wet.
1: So you we have snow. It
3: snows every other day.
1: Really? Okay.
2: So are you lying or is it true?
4: No, that's true.
2: Oh. <laughs> I'm jealous now because now we're starting to have the good weather here. I want to have back the snow. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. the so, ski but
4: resort is at seven hundred and seventy
3: inches.
2: Uh, we, we had a little chat about this earlier today, and we found out it's a lot of snow. Yeah, it's a
3: lot That's of like snow. Like twenty, twenty-two meters of it's snow.
2: A, it's a shitload of snow. We can have a city under the snow. So much.
1: Yeah, uh, you guys. Uh, we met you in Finland last year. Uh, how was that? Was that your first time in uh, in Finland or in Scandinavia?
5: Yes, yes. Yeah, My it was a great experience. Anywhere, it was an incredible experience. It was super, super incredible experience. A lot of nice people and beautiful country.
2: How was the fishing?
5: I'm, I'm not
4: one that I'm not one that sleeps much, and so when the sun comes up, I'm up. And the sun doesn't go down there. The sun doesn't come up. It's just there, always there. So what? I go to bed at eleven thirty at night, and I was up every morning at four thirty, wandering the, the forest, picking blueberries, looking for the <laughs> chanterelle mushrooms, and yeah, yeah. Oh, I was up.
1: Perfect. Be- because what what is the uh, longitude or on the on the, on the Earth globe. We are on 62 degrees yeah. here. I
2: think it's about the same up there where we were.
1: Yes. So uh, we, are, uh, mm-hmm. we are starting to get uh, brighter yeah. mornings now?
2: Yeah, yeah. the sun is up here about 6, yeah. six o'clock in the morning and, and now settles sets us down at 8 o'clock in the evening.
1: But was that the problem for you or was it just like, okay, it's, uh, let's do something about it?
4: I can't go to bed while the sun's still up. Yeah. So it's like 11:30 and it's like the sun's still going.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you should try to go a little bit further north because then the sun doesn't go down. It's it's going to be a light at all times <laughs> and the sun doesn't go below the horizon. Yeah. I would probably never sleep. Yeah, you will after a few days you would fall to sleep. I was sure.
1: I I uh, went with my wife to Lofoten a couple of years ago. She yeah. come to pick me up at work uh, and we drove for like uh, how much hours? 10, 12 hours and she drove all the way. Uh, and we went uh, from Bodø to Lofoten and we pitched a tent and um, at the night at the midnight The sun was still up. And I yelled to her, ah, come on, come out, come out, come and see the midnight sun. And she was all asleep because she drove all the night. And for the remains of the vacation, it rained. So 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 that was the only day we had the midnight sun.
2: (laughs) That was her chance.
1: Yeah, that was her chance. But guys, um, Lake Powell. Who's 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 the best uh, to um, tell us something about Lake Powell?
4: Yeah, let's, let's find out
3: who's really Mike number one now. <laughs> yeah, Mike number one right here. <laughs> so, <laughs> if the screen's on me. Well, what do you want to know? Lake Powell is a, a, a reservoir. They built the dam. Um, Glen Canyon um, was dammed off and filled with water. Um, uh, what was it back in the early fifties maybe, Kenny, when did that happen? You probably know
5: better than anybody here. Oh, when that I think it was uh, early sixties actually, if, if I could be mistaken, but it's twenty yeah. seven million feet of water, so it's the second largest reservoir in the US.
1: So and it used so it US. used to be dry uh, with the river or
5: yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah a
3: river ran through the bottom of it. Okay. And um, it it feeds several states with water so it's it's a it's a quite a bit lower now than normal it's about 100 feet lower water level than it was a few years ago okay Um, but it's expected to uh increase 50 plus feet this year with all the great snowfall that we've had probably Uh, historic numbers are showing that it should increase by quite a bit of water Uh,
4: to say, well, it started in 1963, and then it's been filling up. 83, it filled up fast. Um, but it, kind of an interesting fact. So me and Mike here and our buddy Ben, we went, we, there's a place everybody likes to camp called Lone Rock. Yeah. And it's middle of the lake. People boat around it, kayak around it, fish around it. And we went out in our paddle boards, and, and my buddy Ben is like, hey, I'm going to just dive down and see how deep it is. And he went down to the bottom, it was eighty feet deep and he comes back up, you know, and you you can now walk to where All he dove. Right.
2: Okay. I see. And what what does That's this how low it's What does this do with the with the with the amount of fish? That is so they have
4: to move over. It's still a deep lake. It was four hundred and fifty feet deep. It is now like about two hundred and fifty feet deep. But that end of the lake where it's kind of draining out the, the lake is shaped, um, if you can see, like this. Yep. You know, so when this when the water comes down this spring, which it tons of water is going in there right now, it's already raising up. I think I just heard twenty feet in the last couple weeks, yeah, and good. now I'm hearing it's going to go up even more than the fifty because the me- snow hasn't even begun to start melting. This is just off of the new stuff going in, so it's going to go up. Probably by the end of the season, at least a hundred feet. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think it's it's strange to hear when the snow is melting, uh, because when I was uh, Google Streeting <laughs> around the area, yeah, there was like just brown, red desert uh, rocks, just like you see in the movies. Yeah, and, and uh, that's what I saw, and that's what I, I can imagine uh, it's like. But right now, if I understand, there is snow there.
5: Yeah. So, so yeah. Utah's kind of an interesting place, you know, up north we've got tons of snow, you get down to the southern part and we get into more of the desert area, and uh, some of, you know, in our higher mountains we still have a ton of snow, but where I'm at, there's no snow in the valley here, Yeah. so we've got quite the range, and uh, you know, as far as those lake numbers, you know, Kennedy says 100 feet, and I've got a bet with them that it's only going to be 50. So it's kind of like fishing, you know, when you take Kennedy's numbers.
4: I, I said you know, 50 in a cool. couple months.
5: Yeah, <laughs> so his, his fish feet, are always this,
4: this, summer, big <laughs> really be, this, this big when really they're this big. 100 feet, man. it's going to go up. It's, it's <laughs> the same everywhere. We're, the snowpack is at 200 and I think it's 10%. And, okay. And there's many, many mountains that go in. And it, the water travels so far to go to Powell, and then Powell water gets sold to California, New Mexico, Utah, um, Nevada, and yeah. there's one other. Which one? Arizona. In Arizona.
1: It's cool. That's cool. But um, <clears throat> May sixteenth, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I have heard heard that there uh, there is some small event uh, taking place then. Um, yes. Who it's
3: who? A big event.
1: It's a big event. So.
3: It's our biggest freshwater event of the of the year. It's only held every two years. The World Championships is every two years for oh, freshwater. Yeah. So.
1: And is it always in uh, the USA, of A? Or?
3: Uh, no, we actually held the event in New Zealand one year. Uh, and then the last, uh, there have been two times, two other times that it was in the United States. The last- And we uh, were-
4: we were planning it to go to Ukraine. We were talking to our Ukrainian friends, and that's where we were going to do it three years ago. okay, talking about it and then with the war and the battle going on.
2: not a good place to host no,
1: not now, yeah. but uh for sure yeah later
3: but finland Finland's another one that we've been talking with them about as a potential future uh destination yeah. for the world championships uh, with the success of the European championships there. Yeah. Um, they've, they've expressed some interest in possibly hosting yeah. a, a freshwater world event there at some future date. Yeah.
2: They're going to do it every year now when I make it an a yearly competition, the, the Lake Puruvesi. Yeah. Lake Puruvesi, Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it, it was a good, a good competition. <laughs>
1: uh, I've uh, written to myself here now that it starts on, on Tuesday. Uh, May 16th, uh, with the mandatory competit- uh, competitors uh, meeting, um, and then there's a um, one day open scouting on Wednesday.
3: Yeah, so most teams are probably going to start coming in about a week before the competition yeah. to start their scouting, uh, but there is a diver registration opening ceremony on Tuesday, the 16th, and then there's a a day before the competition starts, where divers can either rest or um, do some additional scouting, whatever they need to do to prepare. Yeah, and then the competition days are Thursday and Friday, the 18th and 19th of May.
1: How is it uh, to scout there uh, in the parts of the how how it was in in Finland, for example, in Lake Porevesi? Is it like almost the same or
3: it's completely? I would different. say a lot more. A lot there's, more fish, it's slot canyons. There's a lot of area to cover, so there's a lot of area that's similar to Lake Puravesi. A lot of miles drove on your boat, but um, it's di- it's everything about Lake Puravesi is completely the opposite of Lake Pal,
1: yeah. Vegetation <laughs> and stuff like that, maybe.
5: Every Everything,
1: yeah. yeah,
5: because it is similar, I guess, if you look at the uh. You know just the lake itself though i mean you've got so much shoreline with lake Crevesi, you know so i mean it, we went there we gave ourselves a week to scout and it wasn't enough time we didn't find some of the fish that we wanted to and, and but lake pal it's it's similar that you've just got so many fingers and arms of canyons going every which way that uh you really have to kind of pick and choose unless you've got a few weeks to spend scouting yeah to just narrow it down
1: but can you can you come uh, like can you come on on uh, Tuesday and rest <laughs> on Wednesday <laughs> and go and, and go competi- uh, go into the competition on 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 uh, Thursday? You can, or you
3: could, but it's say- not it's not going to serve you well. You probably won't do very well. No, yeah. So there's it's it's two days, right?
4: And the first day is game fish day, and the game fish that's going to be your more scout. Hey, where are they? But then the next day is carp, and there are carp everywhere in there. Um, on, on the Team USA saltwater team, we have two guys named Matt and Mirko. They've never been there. They didn't have time to really scout that much. And they they came in with, I think, one shot 78 carp, the other shot 73 carp. They said it was one of the funnest competitions they had, just bang, 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 yeah. bang, bang, you know, just shooting fish it all over the place. But, and that's, on, and that's, that's why we picked because there's a lot of fish you're there to shoot fish that's on and friday carp yep yeah, yeah it's that's a on friday.
1: Up game there. i i I'm reading here um divers must come prepare to shoot near hundred fish each, which could mean eight hundred pounds or like three hundred and seventy kilos of
2: fish, so that's a lot, yeah. so that's, a lot fish.
4: that's between both days right yeah yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah of course but uh it, you have you have okay. different species for different days.
3: Yeah. Yep. So the game fish species are striped bass, uh, walleye and catfish. And the rough fish day, day two is just carp. Just carp. carp. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, And I see here also, um, me and Urian was actually talking about uh, the name catfish uh, on the other episode. Yeah. Uh, It's called something different in England? Uh, and then I said, uh, I remember from old cartoons uh, the fish there was a catfish. They called it a catfish. And you said, Yeah, yeah, but that's, yeah, that, but that's what I say in America.
2: Yeah. But is it the same fish you catch with your hands in the, in the, yes. the shallow waters?
3: Yes. The noodling, yes. yes. It's they go called noodling. Yeah. It's called noodling. And they stick their hand down in these holes. And yeah, they, yeah. And the catfish will lock onto their arm and they pull them out. Same fish. Yeah.
2: I was I was
1: um, I was sitting and trying to Google uh, some of the species, uh, especially the stripers, uh, and the bass. And the bass is illegal.
2: The bass is illegal. Yes, but the
1: striped bass. I don't know. It it, 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 it on some of the pictures uh, the, it looked kind of similar, but maybe I was not googling good enough. So
4: the white silver fish that we call striped bass it's unlimited so you can shoot as many as you want yeah but that they're harder to get they're trickier they're trickier fish because sometimes they're down at well sometimes they're right up top sometimes they're down you know deeper 40 40 feet you know and so they're trickier fish the the walleye And 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 the catfish they're in the shallows walleye you could shoot those in three four feet of water so what yeah, one meter to two meters of water, you're shooting walleye and catfish.
2: Hmm.
1: But is it something yeah. in the 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 thing that I said that the, the stripers and the, the the bass are kind of similar in uh, how they look?
3: No. Yeah, striped bass. Well, striped bass <laughs> is a hybrid between Fantastic. a white bass no. and a yes. wiper. So they look completely different than like a smallmouth or a largemouth bass. Okay. Yeah, different colors,
5: different patterns.
1: So, so if I'm a uh, really novice and wanted to join this, uh, I, I shouldn't be afraid to be disqualified because shooting a wrong. No. Uh, that's what. One you, is
4: silver, the other one is green. Yeah, so okay. that's really yeah how it is.
1: Yeah, okay. And I, uh, I like.
5: Um, Yep. Unlike the Lake Ravessi tournaments where we had fish that were almost impossible to tell apart. We did get a few penalties on that one. Those those were difficult.
1: Yeah.
3: But yeah. the walleye is a lot like the Xander. I think you call it the Xander? Xander? Uh,
1: v- like more like the... Um,
3: the perch pike.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes. Walleye is a lot like perch yeah, pike. That, yeah, more like the perch pike. Or Xander. Yeah. I think they call it Xander. I think, uh, I, I think it is uh, is in some kind of family with the pike. Uh, I read uh, something about that, the walleye. Uh, it's called the blah, blah, blah pike or something like that. I'm not sure because I haven't seen the fish. Really. Um and there was a lot of uh, other things uh, oh, yes. I read about. F- for example, the uh, yeah, Yosh Oh yes, mm. <laughs> the Norwegian name. Yeah. Uh, Adrian, do you know um, this event is free diving only? Flashers may be used. Yeah. But no, chumming. Do you know what yeah, chumming is? Yeah.
2: Chumming is, is uh, feeding the fish.
1: Feeding the fish. Yeah.
2: I, I had to Google it. Luring the fish. <laughs> yeah. The
1: I, I thought I thought it was some kind of uh, electronical device, but it says you can use electronical devices.
3: Um uh, they're not it wouldn't uh, be no. illegal if you did use one. Yeah, yeah. so the fish finder your referring to
5: sonar and fish finder.
3: Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: Okay. So um
4: And the reason they say no chumming is because the people that fish, you know, with the pole, yeah. they chum, they throw chum in the water, try to keep the fish there. Yeah. And a lot of people do that. So it's hey, no
3: tumming in, in spearfishing. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah.
3: But you can throw up in the water, and that's kind of like chumming. That's
2: kind uh, of like chumming. Have, yes, we have had that. This a story in Norway about that. One who became a Norwegian <laughs> championship, and it was so hangover. He 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 chummed in the water, <laughs> and uh, he 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 caught a lot of fish and got, became Norwegian champion, even yeah. though he was seriously hangover. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Yes. Yes.
1: I don't know what's up with your camera today, Orian. You are freezing all the time. Yeah, I yeah it's cold here. Yeah. Um. How many how many are you anticipating coming uh, to this event? Uh
3: well we have we expect about 60 divers um representing over 10 countries. Right now we have about 10 countries represented and close to 60 divers. We still have a few that we're hoping will will uh, register and get signed
1: up. That's a good amount. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a really it's, good it's amount. It's a big event. Uh is it going to be is it going to be boats for each team or each <laughs>
3: Yeah, vote for each team. Yep. yep. So each team, it's two person teams. We have four divisions. We have men's division, women's division, mixed, which is a man and woman combined. And then we have masters, which is over 55. And each team is is uh required to dive off of the same boat. Yeah, okay. So which is a little different than maybe some of the tournaments you guys do in Europe where Um, Each diver has their own boat, their own captain. This is a little bit different. The team is required to be on the same boat, diving within sight of the boat captain at all times.
2: Okay,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I I encourage uh, listeners to to go to the Google Map and uh, type in uh, Antelope Marina, that's where the starting point is, yep. and there are a lot of points where you can click on to see pictures around the the, the surroundings and,
2: and okay. the area. And it looks, I think, it looks huge. I I, I would have been lost. I saw there were some big marinas there. Yes, in the lake.
1: Yes, that's north. That, that's like <laughs> round the corner of the lake, of the of the river yeah. uh, from from uh, from the town. Uh, so it's it's it looks very. Um, I think it looks big. But are they going to be local uh, boat drivers, or are the uh, uh, they going to drive them themselves?
3: Uh, there'll be a lot of, of local local captains and guides that are helping a lot of the out of town yep. uh, teams. Yeah, but there are some teams that are bringing their own boats. Okay, uh, bringing their own captains. Most of the international teams that are coming, of course, are not bringing their own boats, so they're they're going to hire a guide or a boat captain in the area to help support them. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of volunteers, a lot of the local community that is uh, volunteering their time to come help, to act as uh, assistants on the boat or um, to be observers or to help uh, with uh, whatever, whatever's needed out on the water, which is, which is great.
1: Yeah. And everything you need to know, about this competition you can find on the national freshwater spearfishing.org. Yes um, that's our, our website That's the website and you can also find the information on the freshwaterworlds.com uh, as well So um we're going to put a link in the this episode Yeah. because the, it was a yeah. it, it, it was a long
2: <laughs> it's a long board Yeah
3: yeah, we encourage, you know, we would love to see more um, international divers. If you have any interest at all in participating, please reach out to me or, or Kenny or Mike. Um, we, we will do everything we can to help support you. Um, we can help in, in a lot of different ways. There may be an opportunity for us to provide some housing for you or uh, local volunteers that could help, you know, with some of the expenses. It's a great area. You can fly yeah. right into Las Vegas which everyone knows Vegas, spend a day or two in Vegas. It's only four hours drive by car from Las Vegas to the lake. Hmm. And then you can come and have a, a great time, meet so a you lot can, of really. You can mix it up with, a,
2: with a good holiday. You, yeah, you can mix
3: it up. And, yeah.
4: and you're not far from Zions either. That's so you right. Can
3: visit Zions. A lot of and national parks in the area. Um,
4: but yeah. how? So we just
3: encourage you. we would love to have as much. If you're interested and you think it's a possibility, it's not too late to to sign up. If you have uh, an interest in it, please reach out.
1: I'll ask for some of uh, your contact information, and then I will post that as well in the episode. Uh, okay, so, sounds
3: good. Yeah. We're
4: also going to have an amazing banquet with some American steaks. We'll oh. have steak, salmon, yeah. chicken. Some
1: I've I've, I've uh, been into, uh, and then again, uh, the Google uh, is very nice for that. It's in the it's in the um, uh, <laughs> Gone West restaurants. So if you gonna if you Google Gone West restaurant and uh, click on the pictures and uh, look at the food oh. because uh i've been a couple of times in in uh, the us and uh oh my god i love the food <laughs> <laughs> right here is is pretty awesome yeah a barbecue and all yeah. the everything about all the it. good stuff <laughs> all the good stuff i just i just you know, fucking loved it so um you know, one thing
5: to think about just just before we jump on i mean vegas an amazing opportunity to delve into the food, but back to, you know, teams coming, you know, it may seem a little short notice, but like, uh, you know, Mike, number one said, it's, we've got tons of opportunities where we can help out with as far as the living expenses, you know, a lot of the quarters, the boats, the guides. And as far as guiding, you know, we mentioned, you know, two weeks would be nice if you had that to, to come in and to, you know, do your scouting, but most of the teams will have, just one week, you know, most teams will be coming in a week prior. And if we have some teams that need to come in last minute, you know, we will help them out. You know, I have no problem sharing some of Kennedy's, Mike Kennedy's secret spots. So. That's right. (laughs) Mike number three, secret spots. We'll give all that information out.
3: tell you exactly how to hunt the fish, where to go. This can be interesting. uh, So,
1: How do you see you know, yourselves? Do. How do you yeah. see yourselves uh, doing in this competition? Well, Don't be shy. Are, the,
3: these three guys, we actually um, had the opportunity of diving nationals, and we we actually won the event at the same lake. So I think um, Kenny and I are diving together. Uh, Mike is diving with Justin Lee, who actually won the individual first place. So I think, I think we should do well, you know, we're expecting the United States to fare very well. Um, We know the lake, we dove it, Uh, that does give us a bit of an advantage, kind of like similar to Finland doing so well in Lake Purvesi, they know the lake, it's their home lake. So um, there is some advantage there, but there's a lot of really talented, exceptional divers that are coming. So we do have our work cut out for us for sure. Yeah. (laughs)
4: Just to, just to share some advantage for those that are coming, um, we had scouted the lake and knew the lake and we knew where the fish were. And when we got there on game day, and these guys can attest to this, we jumped out of the boat right at time. I think it was nine o'clock and there were three other boats there from other places and all the fish, there were no fish, no fish, none, none. <laughs> all the fish were spooked. And and we're like, what do we do? What do we do? And I remember just taking me to that wall over there. Go. And, you know, and that's where I found three fish, you know, and take me. Let's go over here. Boom, boom, boom. All our plans are everything written down went out the window. Yeah. yeah. And we were just diving like maniacs.
2: It so- sounds like, uh, really, uh, really familiar. Uh, uh, familiar yeah. Yes, if you go yes. to big competitions like this and it's going to be a lot of storage in the water, a lot of people, a lot of boats, and then the fish is going to move.
1: Yeah. Hold that thought.
0: You are listening to Just Add Water, Spearfishing Norway.
3: Is that Daniel Mann's voice? No. I recognize that that sultry little British British, uh, Australian accent there. It's
1: it's, it's not Uh, Daniel Mann, uh, but I actually have have him uh, on a record on a uh, small short uh, movie where he tries to do the same because, no, it's actually a guy from Australia uh, that I contacted, uh, asking me if, if he could uh, record. Uh, I don't know why I chose Australian. I, I'm I'm not sure actually. We like it. Yeah, we like it. It's
3: good. It's good. It's yeah. It's friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Inviting.
1: So I think maybe maybe I was thinking Australian because I have been listening to Daniel Mann uh,
2: on some of his videos. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. It sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. But I I wonder. Um, yeah. uh, you wonder. Uh, in this competition now, you, you know, you're going to shoot a lot of fish, and it's going to be like rapid loading. You have you have to have good routines on when you shoot fish take the fish off, reload the gun. How do you rig the, your guns to to easily reload to get the fast uh, everything going smoothly like this?
3: Kenny, you want to take that one? Kenny, Is,
5: Kenny, is this Kenny, a, a recorded statement for the podcast? do <laughs> uh, what? Watch yourself, no. Kenny. Don't oh, give yeah, up no, all no. our secrets, but, but you can share share yeah. with them what we do. Yeah, the general things, was, not the specific. On our we, game we were, day, we're not so much Worried about the numbers. So it's, it's, you know, shoot one fish, you know, you know, feed it up your float line just from a a cooey or just a, a, I don't know, just the, the spike that goes through the fish and up the, up the float line. And so on carp day though, it's all about numbers and speed. And so it's, you know, if you're in the fish, you can, you know, you'll be shooting a fish every minute and then some, sometimes you'll hit a streak and you won't see a fish for an hour. And so, but typically we have, you know, kind of like a you know just a a breakaway rig we've got we our shaft is you know fed up we've got probably a six foot length of mono and then it goes directly onto a a small float line that's only a quarter inch so those fish as soon as we shoot them we slide them up Mm. and then we load, and we're on to the next fish and then we have it so that we can detach that float line quickly and hand up to our boat and you know cycle back with the new line so that's a yeah, it's a big part of the success is just having the right gear set up. Um, yeah, right. you know, to be able to move those fish on and onto the boat quick.
1: And each day, it's it's six hour competition for each day.
5: It is.
2: Yeah, six hours. And
5: how do you plan your day? Six hours in the water. We, we do give an hour for travel because uh, it is a lo- It's a, a pretty good, re- you know, area that people have to cover. But uh, yeah, six hours in the water
2: yeah and you but you want to have uh, you want to have an area for yourself you know uh so you have to tr- to, to to like you say put in an hour of traveling back and forth mm-hmm. to be if you yeah. if you're so in... there's a
3: shotgun start there's a shotgun start of course and all the boats will leave at the same time and then they have an hour to get to where they're going to dive and it's it's kind of an honor system thing, i guess if you want to call it that where you're not allowed to get in the water until. A certain time so if the shotgun starts at 9 a.m you wouldn't be able to get in the water until 10 a.m hmm. and start shooting fish okay because you may get to your spot within 20 minutes of the start and so you got to wait for 40 minutes before you can get in the water and then you
2: hold your you, did, you,
4: we did have a team during nationals get disqualified for getting in the water beforehand
2: yeah but uh, but then you go at nine o'clock and then you you uh, you you want to hold your place, you know your area, find your area and keep it that way, right. and and, and uh, say this is mine.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's rules around how close you can be to another diver in a boat and things. So um, there's there's got to be some level of sportsmanship there. Yeah, right. You don't want to be crowding the other people. I'm sure it's pretty similar to how events are run in Europe. Uh, you know,
2: it sounds familiar.
3: Uh, yeah, so. There's a certain level of courtesy that goes into our sport. Um, you don't want to mess it up for someone else, mm. right? So keep your distance.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, something uh, like we do here in Norway as well. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. We I have always the... do.
2: Like we have the, I think we have the, the, the minimum distance at 20 meters. And uh if we're going to talk to another competitor during the competition, we always unload our guns and and, and things like that to be to have a gentleman's sport.
1: I forgot to, to ask about something do, about the competition um, You need a fishing license during yes. this competition. Yes.
3: You can have either a, a state of Utah or a state of Arizona fishing license will work yeah uh. Because
1: the
2: lake. the lake is both both states. Yeah, there's a, there's a straight line there. You can you can put a almost like a ruler on the but map. If, but if you buy the Arizona one, do you have to fish in Arizona? No, you can do. <laughs> you can use either
3: lake with either license. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. okay, is there
1: uh, any way where they can find info where to buy or how to buy or? Uh...
4: You know what? That's something we can post on our site, Mike. We can post the. The DWRs,
3: um, yeah, where, where to buy the licenses on there? Yeah, but they can buy them yeah, online. We should do that. That's a great point. We I don't think we have that anywhere listed on there, but it, it would be required, and they can purchase that usually uh, online. Yeah, beforehand. Easy. So we'll add that to our website. Thank you. That's a very good, yeah, good idea. That
2: Norwegian guy
1: has a keen eye.
2: Even has been to a competition before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Temperatures, we speak in Celsius, you speaking in Fahrenheit?
3: I mean, yeah, so it'll be around 70 degrees Fahrenheit. So that'll that equals about um, 18
1: to 23 Celsius.
2: That's
3: quite, yeah, cool, 20, cool. Yes. 21, yes, 21, 21,
2: 21 oh, So it's quite warm. Yeah. it
5: is, it is warmer. But is, does it's it's a warm, is, hot desert so out there. World.
2: But does it mean it you have a
5: little tricky, just like the thermocline?
2: Just okay, little so it's colder
5: dropping, out.
2: dropping when you right come. And at
5: thirty-two today? feet, it gets
4: colder. So right at what? Ten, ten meters. Ten meters. Yeah, yeah. Ten meters is starts getting colder.
2: But five millimeters is okay. Five sure.
4: five millimeters is perfect.
3: Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. even use three.
2: Yeah, three bottom. And we'll use a
3: five five bottom, three top
2: yeah really $1.
3: okay
2: yeah
4: and then uh visibility visibility would be from from one well from probably three meters to probably what ten ten twelve meters
2: does it does the visibility vary on on the deep or the surface
4: so there's sometimes you can get there and see the bottom from the top i mean you can see all the way down even twenty meters okay I've seen 20 meters and it just depends where. when you go out to the little finger arms where the water goes out the visibility goes down a little bit mm. but on the walls anywhere there's a wall visibility can be 20 meters
1: yeah because it's it's i i, I can imagine it's uh, quite different than uh like our coast here we uh, depends on on the weather, the rain, the the wind, the algae. Yeah. Uh, how is it in the in the that lake? Uh, I guess maybe rain and I don't know. Snow
2: snow melting yeah. will affect the visibility.
3: Melting rain, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's different than a lot of lakes because it's remember it's a canyon that they dammed off and filled with water. So yeah. there's sheer cliff walls straight down, hundreds of feet. Yeah. So like coastline or areas like different freshwater lakes they have gradual yeah grass and mud this most a lot of the areas it just goes literally straight down um a beautiful red rock all the way straight down and so and there's parts of the lake where there's some gradual decline but um depending on where you are yeah but uh there's not a lot of structure sometimes you'll find areas where there's rocks um and different structure, but a lot of times you're hunting the fish off of these sheer walls. Yeah. So
1: cool, cool. That's very good. We have a, we have carp a needs
3: the
4: grass on the walls.
1: What?
2: Say again. The carp.
4: The carp needs the grass off the walls, so you're just plucking them off the walls from every depth.
2: But okay. Now, but now the 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 um, the level of the water is rising. Okay. Am I right? So will it, it should, be?
3: Yeah, it's starting to rise. Yeah.
2: Will it be any grass on the top? Ten fifteen meters because the water is rising.
3: That's a great point. Yes because, yes, because there's, there's grass the growth on the areas that are not covered with water right now. Yeah, that will be covered with water. So yeah. there, there will be mm. probably a lot of that.
1: We have a famous uh, lake here in Norway uh, where um, there was an uh, stone avalanche. Yeah, do you say avalanche when it's yeah, stone? Yeah, yes, a rock slide. A uh, rock slide uh, that dammed. The, the river or something like yeah, that. down the river or like, the valley, and the small a small town there was uh, flooded, and it's uh, uh, the the trees are there, the walls, the the, the, the road, the, the road, uh, yeah, the pavements yeah, yeah, and the stuff like that. Yes, uh, and it's a very famous for uh, either scuba divers or freedivers. and good visibility and good very good visibility. Uh, is there uh, since it's an artificial lake? Are there places? in that area that are flooded uh, that have been houses or anything like that?
4: Indian ruins, lots of Indian ruins. Okay. Native, Native American ruins. I should probably say.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But we understand. Yeah.
5: 700. This is one of the highlights to the lake. And it was, you know, when they dammed it, it, it was kind of a, um, a lot of people were excited about it, but a lot of people were against it and kind of sad because this was the Anasazi Indians 700 years ago, and there were thousands of structures and petroglyphs and stuff. And they, they did a project It was called a Project Salvage or something of that nature, and they tried to document as much as they could as this as it filled up. Ah, um, a lot of still visible, but a lot of those got covered. So it was. Like, but any was any
1: any places that could be visited with uh, diving?
5: Um, there are there are some, but uh, you know they're they're actually they're, they had an article that just came out recently, and they're they're actually going back to a lot of these areas that were documented. and There's like yeah, you know with the the petroglyphs or whatever being under the water, it was it's it's hard on them, um, you know. But there's still some that are visible, but uh, it's it's tough because they have what's what's in the lake called the quagga mussel and it, it as the water rises, it covers everything on the wall. so it covers up the petroglyphs and it you know ruin wise yeah there are some things there's there's some pretty awesome some famous spots that people do dive to like uh, one called hole in the rock which is where uh, some of the early pioneers that traveled through they took wagons and it went down just this super steep angle it was just an amazing feat for them to lower wagons with animals you know down this cliff and across the colorado river when they got to the bottom, they carved their names in this rock, I and mean, it's this famous hole um, in the rock area where divers would, di- you know, go down to. So it's
1: nice. Yeah. Any caves?
5: Yeah, there are caves.
3: Uh, I don't know, like what you would envision a normal cave to be. I don't know how far back they go, but there's there's definitely croc. Uh, outcroppings and overhangs and areas where you can dive into yeah. um, it would be considered like a cave.
1: Yeah. Okay. It sounds uh, something we would I uh, like to yeah, try. Fun. Yeah, fun. Yeah, this yeah.
3: Come out May sixteenth. Come Good on, fun. out guys. We'll show you a great time. <laughs> Another popular thing to do there is cliff jumping.
1: Yeah, but uh, we we like- yeah, but we are getting older and we we know shit. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so uh, I don't
2: think so. And on TikTok now is these videos, dumb ways to die. Yeah, dumb ways to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's> uh, right. <laughs> I, I think we have covered uh, a lot of this uh,
1: this um, competition now. This championship, uh, it's it's. A world
2: championship? Yeah, I think it's uh, they're good yep. ambassadors here now. Yes, uh, so it's. Uh, um,
1: and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, try and and uh, cut some uh, pictures in with the, the fish species and some pictures from uh, around the area when I post this on on YouTube, uh, and um, the episode will of course be posted on Spotify and Apple and. All those. And we'll,
3: we'll, we'll share it on our website as well. Yes.
1: Um, uh, you can wait. We're getting yeah, you, a much
3: bigger Instagram following, and, yeah. and we'll definitely, we've been promoting you guys a little bit, but we'll definitely share the episode as well Yes, on our platforms. Yes.
1: Uh, Mike1 will uh, show his uh, pretty face on YouTube, uh, and of course, he wants to share. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Yes. Uh, okay, Mike3, you are pretty too. So that, that's, uh, that's nice. Shouldn't be a problem,
2: um, but you guys are you are you only doing spearfishing in the in the freshwater? Have you have you? So
4: I'm on the saltwater team USA. Okay, and so we just went to Brazil, which USA has not made the podium, I guess, in, since 1983, and we just took the silver there. Wow! And now we're moving on to the uh, pen or to the world championship in saltwater, which will be in Laredo, Spain against 22 of the best countries out there.
2: Yeah,
1: it's nice. But uh, how far do you live from the salt water?
4: As far as anybody can get. I <laughs> yeah. am so far away. From, <laughs> I was so seasick when I got there. I'm not used to swells and waves. And okay. when I got to Brazil, it I mean, it was eight-foot swells. Yeah. It, it was so high. I was chumming every day, and <laughs> my body got used to it. But then on game day we had twenty foot waves. Ooh, I shit. don't know how big the wells were. Some people didn't even shoot a fish in both days. Was That's it how bad? The water
1: was it was. like uh, doving waves or like crushing waves?
4: Crushing on every back, oh. side, front. It did not matter which because there's two angles the water comes in. in of Brazil. course, yes. So you hit on both sides. it was it was crazy amazing my my first dive down which i'm a i'm a utah lake boy you know and my first dive down i went 40 feet which would be what 20 meters yeah and my body was swaying three no four meters to the left four meters to the right and i had to try to sit still as i'm swaying four meters back and forth until the (laughs) fish came in and then boom got him but that yeah and then i got up and puked my guts out
2: yeah, it sounds sounds familiar. I used to, I had the same when it was in Peru in the World Championships there, and it was like the swell was like the same, 18, um, eighteen twenty feet swell, and uh, and it was on this rock shore, a big uh, back of rocks that goes out in the water, and, and the waves were coming in like breaking. And there, and there was even a a surfing world uh, surfing competition in the same area, so it was crushing waves. But we, we could go out of the area just like. 20 meters on the side and there was no no waves. But when we, when you went in the area on the rocks, you had to lock yourself between the rocks and wait for the fish. Yes, and then you had to yes. wait and, okay, now the wave is breaking and then you can go out again. <laughs> so it,
4: I don't know if you can see this on my phone, but I also got ran over by my boat captain. Oh, yeah. I was in the boat. Is your line? That is my float li- line attached to my hip. I got sucked into the prop. And it tied me up. Wow. And I thought I was dead, dead, dead. My left hand was holding that that wood panel so the prop wouldn't hit my face. And then I just kept sitting there because it sucked me in like an anaconda. And I had to wait till they stuck it in neutral, which was about 40 seconds later, 45 seconds later. And I was able to pull my weight belt and then slip out of a lot of this rope and come up for air. But, man, that was rough.
2: That was... Um, it's a story I don't want to hear. No.
3: <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I but thought like, for sure I was dead. Yeah. But we we actually, our journey in spearfishing kind of started in saltwater, really. I mean, Mike and Kenny, the other Mike and Kenny, uh, actually did some lake diving prior to me getting involved in it. But the big thing was we do a trip every year down to Mexico, Baja, Mexico, mm-hmm. in, in the Sea of Cortez. And we... We spearfish there. So um, we try to get out. We just got back from Catalina Island off the coast of uh, uh, Southern California. There's an island there. We did a lobster dive there. So we do do uh, as much saltwater as we can, but we're a, a good distance away probably 50, uh, 10 or 11 hours' drive from the nearest ocean. That's a which, long
1: way. which do you prefer, freshwater or saltwater?
4: Saltwater. <laughs> The fish are so like, big.
3: You I never like know what you're going to I like it for different reasons. Um, I prefer the visibility is always better with saltwater. The fish species are there's more. Um, yeah. Freshwater diving is harder because the visibility is usually very poor and um, it's colder. So huh. I think I probably enjoy saltwater spearfishing more than freshwater, but I've grown to love freshwater. I dive way more freshwater than I do saltwater.
1: Have uh, some of you ever been to Norway spearfishing? No?
3: No, I would love to, though. Yeah. Have, have you shot yeah. in a halibut? Halibut!
5: Halibut! And
2: the... the, it's, it's the on, our,
5: uh, it's on our list of fish to shoot. You know, uh, That's one that uh, we were trying to get on our last dive trip, but we... Uh, didn't quite pull off a shot yeah I, you know, for, for me you know you get into the freshwater fish and a lot of them you know you can always get some fish that are bigger and, and more exciting in the ocean you know but with the freshwater fish it's it's some people say well you know I, i've been to alaska and i caught this monster fish so i can never go back and fish utah again because the fish are small hmm. but for me i get excited about the species you know for this species this is an incredible fish you know and so it, it really i i i love you know just the excitement of the fresh water the salt water and it just changes you know it might not be as big of a fish but that's an incredible fish for that lake or for that species it's true yeah I, I feel to go back to lake Powell. real real funny story is
4: we we have state records here of fish and the biggest striper for spearfish at lake powell was two and a half pounds at the time now it's four and a half pounds and justin lee comes in from hawaii and just scouting you know a couple weeks before he goes he goes down and he shoots the first striper he sees it's a how many pounds was it 24 20, pounds 20, almost 20. 30 pounds yeah. Oh. yeah he had no clue it was a state record and cooked it up that night he had no <laughs> <clue>. <laughs> oh my so god there are big, big fish in there <laughs>
2: so I like, amazing <laughs> i hope it was a good fish
0: yeah,
1: I guess. I guess, but uh, um, talking about food, uh, since uh, we are talking about what you like, prefer most uh, freshwater or uh, saltwater spare fishing, uh, what about the fish eating? Uh, saltwater if, fish?
4: You know, people like to eat halibut, right? Yeah. The time you eat a walleye, walleye is
3: one of the best eating freshwater fish out there. Okay. Perch pike, yellow pike. It's uh, it's the that's the it would be the equivalent to what you have over there, I would think.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have it here. It's, yeah. It kind of looks the same.
1: It has uh, almost the same the the the, the back fin,
3: dorsal fin. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's probably more. Yeah. It looks uh, the same. variety of good tasting saltwater fish for sure than there are freshwater. I mean, there's good freshwater tasting fish, but there's probably more saltwater fish that are much more desirable. I would say.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I think you have to be like uh, adapt to your mm. your environment. Mm. If you are spearfishing in in freshwater, then you eat fresh freshwater. If you uh, spearfishing in in saltwater, then you take what you like there. Yeah. So it's. Um, I think you have to adapt. That's true. And I guess uh, whatever you can throw on the barbecue, it's fine. I think we have a saying yes. in in Norway. Uh, it goes like, uh, "Everything goes in the pig." Yeah, uh, referring to yourself <laughs> when I eat, everything goes in the pig. Yeah, <laughs> just bring it on.
1: But is there any? Uh, is there uh. any? Um, uh, we were talking about. Um, uh, between the mix between uh, spare fishers that uh, fish in salt water and fresh water, are there any divisions uh, uh, amongst those uh, guys? I guess there are spare fishers on the coast, and you. is it right to say that you lived on, on, almost like mid, in the middle of the country?
3: We're in the west. west-ish, yes. You have both coasts, the east coast and the west coast, yeah. and... There is a bit of a division only because accessibility to the ocean versus not certain States have regulations against spearfishing in fresh water, but not in salt water. So there's a lot of like restrictions. So it depends on where you are, but this past uh, event we did at Lake Powell last year, the nationals event, uh, we had the best saltwater divers in the country and the best freshwater divers in the country coming together. And most of the feedback that we got from the saltwater guys that had never dove freshwater before was very positive. They all yeah. said, oh, this was great. We love it. We want to try this more. We want to do it more. I um, loved how many fish we could shoot. That was awesome. How many <laughs> fish they could shoot. It was just different type of diving than they were used to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of potential uh, it's it's the same, you know, from a marketing standpoint. The same companies, Salvamar and Pathos, and all these companies that are out there marketing their stuff, Cressy, whatever you name it, they're they're targeting the same audience. Yeah, really. yeah. Mm, the spearfishing I mean, is the same. It's you know? the same gear. Yeah, that the, the size and length of your gun is really the only big difference yeah. in the type of gear you use for in a lake versus the ocean. Yeah, um, and so. I think there's a a real opportunity to really grow freshwater globally. That's kind of what our mission is: is we really want to expand the sport globally. We learned when we were with you guys in Finland that there's just not a lot of, like it's illegal, to spearfish in a lot of lakes, in a lot of countries. You just yeah. can't. You're not allowed.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: And so there there is a level of restriction there. We would love to see that open up some more, maybe regulations change to where your know, countries like Norway or England or wherever yeah. you can start to spearfish I, in I the lakes. To, I as want to well. put in here
4: because Mike brought up a huge point and I, I hope every officer that is over a lake over, you know, some kind of fishing area kind of understands this. We as divers, when we go out and dive in our spearfishing Here, one of the hardest fish to ever shoot in freshwater is a trout. A trout sees you, they're gone. Yeah. I mean, they're that fast, they they don't even want to be around, they're gone. And and you have anglers, that's our biggest battle is anglers think that sparrows are gonna shoot all the fish. Mm. If you were to take sixty of us and go out, there's probably gonna be four trout brought in total. You take sixty anglers out there and start going, they're all gonna get the trout. And then when us Spiros come back and, you know, they kept, say, four, we're going to see their dead fish at the bottom of the lake. Yep. We're going to see the stomachs pulled out because the hook was too far in. You know, so by far, spearfishing is so much better for a lake than any angler anywhere. And yep. so if you are an officer listening to this, you know, look at how this is. I mean, we, we don't come with a lot of fish and we're one of the best groups out there to get rid of invasive species at the same time because most invasive species – our big fat carp or slow line fish or whatever it is out there. We're the best means out there in lakes should be opened up everywhere yeah. for Spiros. Cause it's a hard, hard sport.
1: Do you, do you sense uh, a difference in the relationship between uh, fishers, uh, fishermen, anglers, or, and spearfishers? Like we have here in Norway. Uh, some places we look, we get this, that uh, yeah, you come here and shoot all the fish. Like you said, we that.
3: Yeah, we, we have, I think the relationship is getting better. Yeah. I would say. Um, the more, what we found to be very successful here in the part of the, the United States where we live is we've just been very active in promoting spearfishing and changing the regulations. We work with state and local law enforcement agencies and we, we talk to them about the regulations a lot of times the regulations for fishing and spearfishing are written by people that don't spearfish. Hmm. And so we've tried to educate them. We've gone and we talk at these, these, these meetings and these uh, events that they do to help educate people. When we're out on a lake, we try to be very, very respectful of anglers. Um, We try to have open conversations with them about what we're doing, how we're doing it. And uh, as we do that, it opens it up and, people's misperceptions or their perceived negative feelings about spear fishery, spear fishermen has started to change. At least that's my, but that's my viewpoint. Um, so anytime we can do that, I think it's good. Mm. It's good for as a community too, Yes, to talk about and help educate people.
1: I think it's very important. We, we have kind of like something like that in Norway as well. Uh, It's uh, beginning to mellow up. uh, Yeah, yeah. that as well.
2: um, It's like uh, Max says. I have to be um, show respect to each other. Yeah, uh, help each other if you're needed, and uh, and we have a responsibility as spearfishers um, on social media and things like this. We have to uh, be careful what we show off. You know. Yeah. Uh, we, don't, yeah. we don't. We don't want to show off our all our catch, our biggest fish every time. We do, uh, but we don't. Then we get a stamp from the <laughs> fisherman. You know, you take all the big fish. You can choose what fish you take, so you take the biggest ones. And if we if we are more uh, holding back our catches and, and and showing some pictures, but not only the the normal catches. You know, not the trophy fish all the time. And then you will will we will we'll get much better. Um, uh, relationship yep. yeah. with the fisherman yes that's true and that's so
3: like number three let me explain what a trophy fish is that's when you shoot a really big fish i know you don't know what that's like but <laughs> it's it's when you shoot a really really big one um and and it's something worthy of showing
1: so yeah. yeah, is is tiger it's uh that's you tiger muskie. that's you that's me yeah, I was. All right,
4: Mike. No, no, your big fish. Okay, funny. listen, guys. I know, uh, I know. I know.
1: I'm. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Uh, I'm. That's fish- what I
2: told you not to do. Now. I'm fishing. <laughs> I'm fishing. I'm
1: fishing for uh, no pun intended. Uh, a good picture for cover on this episode. So.
3: <laughs> That's a good one. So yeah. Kenny, actually, Kenny's daughter, Maya, his his oldest daughter, Maya, holds the current world record for both male and female as far as size for tiger muskie.
1: Ooh, nice. I was about to ask, are there any in your family, anyone else in your family that uh, spearfish?
5: Yeah, for me, that's that's kind of a big thing for me. You know, I've got so many hobbies that I'm not really good at any of them, but I finally latched on to spearfishing and boating in general, just because it was something I could drag my family into. Yeah. And so I have... uh, Three of my four kids, Spearfish, my wife on occasion, you know, she'll go out um, and they they love it. So it's, it's a, kind of a family hobby for us.
2: Fantastic.
4: He is Fantastic. a very good, patient dad teaching his kids. To yeah, yeah, fish. yeah.
2: Investing uh-huh. his time, you know, it gets it back ten, tenfolds. Yeah.
4: You know, one of, one of my favorite experiences, I love teaching kids how to do this. And I taught my nephew because I got daughters and they didn't quite get into it. But my nephew he made me proud one time because I'm, I'm teaching him to dive, teaching him to dive. And he was 15 years old at Lake Powell. And he said, Mike, I I, I want to go down to 50 feet. You know, he's gone down to 25 and 35. I want to go down to 50 feet. And I said, all right, I will go down to 50. So give me about a 15 second head start, hmm. And then you come down. So I went down to sitting at 50 feet and then he comes down and I expect him to touch me and say, Hey, hi, I did it and go back up but no he laid down next to me and you see this catfish Aww. just swimming across the water you know and we're watching it and and stuff and him go up as an uncle that was one of my proudest m- moments was ah, seeing nice. you know my nephew clay do that and come up and and i think that's one thing we do in these groups is man if you're a young kid if you're 12 13 14 wanting to learn to get how to hold your breath hmm. what do i need to do how do i equalize my ears Get in groups like us and find it. There was nobody when I started this. I was a scuba diver, and they told me, "Hey, it's against the law in Mexico to do to Hmm. to scuba dive and uh, spearfish." So I had to hold learn how to hold my breath. And I found a chat in the UK that was the closest place I knew of. Started doing the tables, and then went to the University YouTube and watched every video I could on equalizing and spearfishing and free diving, and took it to the lakes. And Kenny had shown me a Hawaiian sling, you know, while we we're scuba diving, and then I showed him the spear gun when I was in California, and it it, it just became a drug. And but it's I wish I had somebody to teach me. Yeah. yeah. You know what I know now, and, and I think it's, like it's, us here at NFSA is a good group to help any young people that want to get into it yeah salt water or freshwater. that's
2: what i think it's uh, it's really important for us uh and that's what I, I wanted to take up as a point because um uh we have we, we're like a small small family you know the spearfishers mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. and and uh to help us grow to help us include more people female young sh- children kids we have to to teach them you know Le- teach them how to to do this uh, take care of them, uh, educate them in, in a properly way to make it safe for them also and more interesting. So we it's it's really good, uh, good job. We
1: have uh, talked about uh, almost like that, this, this thing before in another, <laughs> in another episode <laughs> uh, where uh, we talked about the, the importance of uh, teaching young people um, to, f- to feel safe uh, because if you teach them how to swim, to dive to be safe in the sea it means really a lot because you are uh, you 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 can be safe in other uh, situations as well and be calm and yeah. learn how to so i think it's very important so that uh, that uh uncle nephew story really good
0: yes well I, and
3: that's that's why our, our organization, National Freshwater Spearfishing (NFSA) for short, it's what we've been mentioned a couple of times. We're a nonprofit. I don't know what that looks like in Norway, but uh, our entire mission is geared towards healthy, safe competition and introducing new new spearos into the sport and teaching and helping guide and direct those people to be safe. Um that's what we do every day. That's our whole purpose really is to help we wanna have fun and we're gonna have comp- we're gonna do competitions and do all those things, but our, I think our favorite thing to do is to bring new new divers in yeah. and teach them the sport and get people excited about it and help them realize that they can do hard things that they can achieve, just like Mike and his story about his nephew, Clay, being able to, you know, when he accomplished that that Difficult task going down fifty feet. That's that's pretty cool, and he was able to do that safely. So that's what we're all about. I want to give a shout to girls too. I mean, growing sport.
4: There are so many records that can be beaten by girls. That because there's hardly any of them even done right now. There's not too many that do this. And learning how to hold your breath, Mm -hmm. it's not that hard. Learning to to shoot a gun underwater, not that hard. You know, so if, if you're interested in that, show up, message us. You know, there's a lot of women and girls that can get into this sport, and it, it's the funnest thing. Hunting is fun, fishing is fun. We're combined it into one, and you yeah. get to see a whole
3: underworld out there. Do you have a lot of women sparrows in Norway? Not a lot, Renewed but
2: uh, it's, it's, it's growing. Yes, yeah, it's b- a bit more and more, I say. And, and we take good care of them. Yeah. Uh, we include them and, uh, and give them proper education and, uh, yeah, use time with them and, and be sure to, to make them feel welcome. We, have, we, had a, we had a
1: message from a girl uh, once, uh, to me and Urian. Uh, she was a very shy girl. She didn't like people. She didn't like to go out with people. And uh, she was listening to our podcast. And she was a member of uh, our uh, local diving club. But she didn't dare to go to that club and stuff like that. And she was listening to our podcast. And now she said, now I want to take the leap. Yeah, Because listening to you are inspiring. (laughs) And um, now she's going to, um, uh, this summer, she's going to uh, Saltströmen. Have you heard about that? The world's uh, strongest Maelstrom. Maelstrom, yes. yes. It's it's one of the Malmström. Norway's most famous uh, places to dive for scuba divers and for spearfishers because it's the the fish, the species. The it's, it's oh
2: my god! It's an aquarium. Yeah, it's an aquarium. But, but the 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 current at its hardest goes like twenty two knots. Yeah. Oh,
3: wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and but now that girl that was so shy. Yeah. This summer she's going up to north now to Saltstromen. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I did, I just it, it it hit me really because oh yeah this is why we do this.
2: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so much fun to see people uh, people succeeding in in getting a new hobby and feeling the joy and the the. the the pleasure of mastering this hobby and spearfishing so it's good
4: I'm going to add one more story too so this for any girl that's listening out there uh, my niece 10 years old swimming pool you know these boys are down there you know like they're throwing this little thing down in the water at the swim pool and they either try to touch the bottom or hurry and grab it and come up to the top and, and at the bottom of the swim pool are usually those cleaning fans and my niece is 10 years old you know, I'm, I taught her to hold her breath and equalize, you know, so she's down there while these boys are trying to touch bottom and come back up. And she's looking all over in the fan or their earrings or their things, looking for different things. <laughs> while these boys are staring at her, you know, she's ten. These boys are fifteen. Yeah, you know, and this is something we can totally teach you. Yeah, come out and play. Have, have some fun. Learn this new sport.
2: Yeah, and it goes really fast from the from the first 30 seconds. To up till your one minute, 30 seconds, two minutes, it goes just a few practices and then you're able to hold your breath quite long.
1: Yep. Yes. Örjan uh, took just, me to the swimming pool, uh, I think it was uh, two two evenings. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of fresh then and I uh, increased with uh, my bottom time with two minutes. Yeah. Over two nights.
2: Two, two, two hours in the pool.
1: Yeah. So... It's not. It's not about uh, how much air you got to. to and you're, you're not a
2: natural talent. No, I'm not. A <laughs> you're hard t- trained.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's all in the head. <laughs> it is. But guys, um, a
2: good example
4: of that. Yeah. Um, S- Svetlana of Ukraine, she weighs what, 95 pounds? Yeah, she's nothing. And my, I was teammated with a un- another Ukrainian, a good friend of mine, Andre. And I said, how deep can she go? I mean, she weighs 95 pounds. Her lungs are so small compared to mine, you know, and, you know, at that time I could only go like 60, 65 feet. And, you know, and there's another friend of mine, Natalie, she weighs maybe a hundred pounds and she's going 120 feet down. And I'm going, how are they doing that? And he says, you know, it's, it's not here pointing to his lungs. It's here in your head. And that's what we're, we're teaching is confidence in your mind, what you can do.
2: It's true. I met uh, I met Svetlana up in uh, in Lofoten's last year.
4: Yeah, uh, wasn't it's...
3: she living in Norway for a short time, or did she just uh, go yeah. to visit? Yeah, I think. Oh, so, there you go.
2: So we went diving together up in Lofoten's last year, and now she's living in Upper area. Yeah, and it was really nice. She's some... going to be
3: here. She'll be here. They. They're planning on sending uh six Ukrainian divers. She'll be she'll be coming nice. to the event in May.
2: But is An- Andri Lagutin coming?
3: Uh probably not.
2: Because he's right, ser- I, serving he's in uh, the
3: he's on the front lines. Uh, he's serving. Right, he, the war.
4: Yeah, he told me a couple weeks ago, he said it just depends on the war. Yeah. Yeah. He would love to come. He's he's got already free room and board here if he needs. He's he's just a good friend of mine, but it's all all their training and and loving his country right yeah,
2: now. yeah I, of course I, of course i met him a few times in in some championships and he's a really he's a ma- really man. fantastic guy. he
4: taught me so much
2: yeah yeah he's a really good guy
4: well and we ended up I, I was hoping to make top 10 in the world championship and me and him ended up taking third place and that was after someone stole my weight vest and i had to stuff a rock in my belt really it was a one foot square rock in my belt for a weight and our boat broke down at 10 in the morning after it ran me I, I've been running over twice I got ran over there too it yanked me off the ground
5: I, I don't so know that if the, the, I the say this the story. Is. because if anybody's going to lose gear it's Mike Kennedy he's always
1: okay <laughs> yeah so he's, the, oh, he's it's not the first time uh, yeah
5: No. no <laughs>
3: And we always run out of gas with Mike Kennedy.
1: I sense, well. I sense a kind of a personality diversion here now. Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> this sounds... far we're far very, away. very good friends. We're more like brothers. <laughs> I, I don't know, know if you
4: guys yeah. know this, but me and Mike have been best friends since high school. Uh,
2: he, he talked about this earlier before you came. And uh, it was practical family, he said. Yeah. yeah.
4: Our yeah. kids call each other uncle. Cool. Yeah. And we hang out about every weekend. In fact, this Saturday we'll be going diving in the snow. In
1: the
2: snow.
4: In a river. Yeah. In the snow. Yeah. It's going to be freezing cold, but we're going to do it. Sounds
2: interesting.
3: Right, mate?
2: You have the sauna ready for afterwards?
3: That's the plan. Oh, man.
2: With yeah. or yeah. without wetsuits. Oh, I would
3: love a sauna. A sauna. Do they do sauna in Norway a lot? Yeah.
2: Does yeah. yeah. This
3: in Finland. I yeah.
2: love it. In, in our clubhouse, in the diving club, we have a sauna. But not like.
1: They as much as they
2: do in Finland no 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 No. but it's 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 common here in Norway yeah yeah
1: that's nice that's very nice Uh, you guys um, I think we have covered uh, most of what's important about uh, the the world championship Uh, the freshwater spearfishing uh, world championship
2: Uh, I think yeah and it's been real nice talking to you also and getting to know you a bit better yes um yes
3: anytime you come to the us we'll take you out and show you a great time yeah we'll take you to some good spots to dive fantastic and if you've never we'll seen
1: say again Mike, number three
4: Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I love every time. Listen, all all you're doing is building me up. You're building me up. I'm gonna show you who's the real Mike Number One.
1: (laughs) We'll check the results from uh, from the worlds from the
2: worlds.
4: Did you Did he tell you the story of why I should be Mike Number One? No, no, he he forgot. I think he he forgot. (laughs) Whoever dumped the poop out of the big poop bucket. The yes. porta potty. Yeah. And I didn't even go to the bathroom in that bucket and I had to get rid of all of theirs. <laughs> yeah. and I said, if yeah. I do this, I'm like number one. And he said, yes.
1: <laughs> Is that true? It got to
3: be number one that day. Yes. And that all, day it was right? only
1: the for one action. day. Only, right. yeah. only for one day. One day only. <laughs> well, guys, uh, it's been a blast. Um, thank you all for um, uh, joining us. Um, Nevertheless, Orian's camera was freezing all the time. Yeah, it's cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I should just uh, edit in some uh, funny pictures of you because I have a lot. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if uh, any Norwegian will show up uh, during this competition. I don't think so. I don't think so. uh, Not at least. Would like to, but yeah. Uh, And as you say still time yeah I know it's still time we're gonna we're gonna put uh contact information and uh, links in the podcast episode and we're gonna post this uh video version on YouTube so you can just share on your uh, page um, I think that's it yeah I think we got a lot yeah
2: it's's it's been a real uh, nice hour yeah. talking to you
1: yeah it's been uh, and and you yeah, know when there's there's so many uh, english speaking persons uh, it's easier for us to speak english as well yeah it's the first, e- easier for us to speak the, f- the, the the first episode Which we recorded in english we, it, it was just me and urian and it was really kind kind of awkward <laughs> talking uh, okay yeah let's uh, what should we say now uh, how should we say it uh, but i guess the 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 longer we uh, record and speak in English, I guess it yeah, will be and the good. More,
2: the more guests we have, yeah, 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 the yeah, more yeah, English course. we learn. Of course, fantastic guests, That's true, <laughs> amazing. Um, yeah, let's give it a wrap. Let's give it a wrap,
1: and uh, I wish you all the best. Uh, we're gonna uh, Mike number. Should I say it, Mike? Yes, Mister i will I will just uh text you later and you will give me some uh, contact information so that we can uh, yes. put up and I'll keep in touch with the, all the other information so that sounds
3: great thank you guys for having us on We really yeah. it was an honor yes it's uh, uh
2: perfect
1: it. i I really like it i really I really like it.
2: Nice talking to you and uh, we'll put the result list after the world champs out of course. Yes, of we'll course. share it.
3: Yeah, and then we'll determine who the real Mike number one is. Uh, it's, uh, yes. R- remains to be yes.
1: seen. You know that <laughs> this is going to be something that we're going to use a lot now. Mike number one and Mike, you no. Know, and we, three? Yes. Yeah, of Yes, course. yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Hey,
3: Kenny already knows he's always number one. Kenny number one. He's the number one Kenny I know. <laughs> isn't he? I'm isn't, I'm
5: isn't,
1: yeah. <laughs> but isn't he the one that always gets killed? In South Park. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I can't believe I didn't do that earlier. Thank you, guys. Good luck with the championships. We talk later.
3: Thank you very much. Bye. Goodbye. Have a nice day. You are listening
0: to Just Add Water, Spearfishing Norway.
4: Do you want me to...
2: So... uh, what that, do you think, Ariam? That was a good episode. I, I really like talking to the, um, to the Americans. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, spearfishing in in freshwater is, I think, it's interesting. It's something different, and you have to um, uh, do a lot of different things uh, otherwise than you do in the sea. Yeah, because it's um, yeah, you don't have uh, the visibility is poorer. The fish is but smaller. do you think?
1: But do you, do you think scouting in freshwater and scouting in saltwater? I- how much difference is it uh, when you scout?
2: I really don't know. I know the importance. I know the importance of scouting in in saltwater. Yeah, uh, but uh, in in freshwater, I know the the fish normally likes uh, likes um, movement. You know. Yep. In the water, but it, it's it's not so much tidal current. The only currents no. in the in the freshwater is the rivers. You know. Yeah. So it's the the intakes and the out out. Yes, runs of the river into the lake. That's good areas. Um, I don't think there is any lakes in the in the in the world who is big enough to have a tidal difference. You know,
4: no,
1: of course. Um, um, so, so
2: it's uh, yeah.
1: It it sounds fun. It looks fun, and I, I I'm sure it will be fun. Yeah. And it's
2: also uh, these are great guys, and uh, and uh, they made me uh, promoting this uh, this uh, competition in a really good way. So I, I felt really felt the, the 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 urge to go there. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe another time.
2: Why haven't you eaten your cake? Uh,
1: don't eat. I, I saved it for when I was finished here. Now. So
2: too late. I take it.
1: Yeah, if you want information about uh, the the um, world championship, you can uh, go to the national freshwater spring uh, spearfishing dot org, and you will all also find information on the freshwaterworlds.com. dot com. Yeah, uh, there. If uh, you want to uh, find information about us, just add water. Yeah. Just go to our web page, There we will find links to our uh, episodes, even the Norwegian ones, if you want to learn Norwegian. Yeah. Maybe that isn't so easy, but... Uh, Just
2: listen to how we sound original. <laughs> yeah, <you should. laughs> that's true. Uh,
1: and, uh, of course, uh, visit us on Facebook. There we will post um, uh, v- pictures and, and videos, links. And
2: Facebook has this, uh, this really good... Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, th- we can push this button and says, translate this. Yes. Because we write in Norwegian and you can just push the button and so yep. translate it to English. Yeah,
1: but as as you told me a couple of weeks ago, okay, we in Norwegian understand English uh, so good now that maybe we should just write everything in English.
2: Oh, really? Yeah,
1: you said that. Okay. That was yeah, your that words. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I say so but much. But you, you, you you're, you're ruining the chord now if you're going to... F-
2: Oh, that means I'm I'm just, um, uh, we have to finish this now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Are you leaving? Yes, I'm leaving. <laughs> okay, so I hope you have had enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you want more information about uh, the um, championship, uh, just uh, check the links in the episode. Yeah, and, and it's uh, still
2: time. It's still time to go. Yes. Because this will, uh, will be published to tomorrow yes. or today. And um, it's still time. Take contact and go over there. Should be, yeah. Excellent, excellent.
1: So, thank you, Ram.
2: Thank you for today. Thank you. Yes. Where are you going? I'm going to the pool, yes, to the swimming hall, and I have I have uh, uh, underwater rugby. Two, two friends uh, meeting up there with me before the rugby. Yeah? to have um, have half an hour of uh, breath holding. Yes. Nice. Uh, training before we uh, we play, play rugby. Rugby.
1: I will eat the rest of my cake and yes. drink the rest of my coffee and yes, then I'm going to take uh, the day off.
2: Really? Yes. Mm, so we so talk just so far TV series yeah, but relaxing. Uh, we we we're going to talk in the next episode. You can join join me in the in the swimming pool. Yeah, no. maybe that. Okay. okay. Let's go. Bye-bye. You have been
0: listening to Just Add Water, the podcast remedy for your lungs.